0: Welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. I almost went into our, uh, I almost went into our Patreon. Oh, man, there are so many introductions now. Uh, I don't know you keep you- them all straight. I don't, clearly. Uh, I was about to say, thank you so much for subscribing. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. Uh, but yes, and
1: thank you for listening. Uh, David. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. Um, uh... <laughs> you my uh trend since the since the quarantine lockdown of taking that question seriously normally sure. it's like uh you know it's a, the american how you doing no oh, i'm doing good how are you but uh yeah. no i'm uh, uh i'm doing okay this week i think maybe i'm just uh getting used to this hmm. um uh so uh yeah less less uh less uh stress or or panic um uh, i mean that's all that's not entirely true. I'm, like a lot of people, I'm actually sort of operating from a like baseline 90% anxiety level, but I'm getting used to just that being the norm, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, getting used to wearing my mask when I go on walks with my dog. Mm-hmm. I'm getting used to... Uh, from the safety of behind my mask, judging people who aren't wearing masks, of course, uh, um, <laughs> definitely working those judgmental muscles. Uh, uh, well, it's important to get faces. exercise. You know, that's another thing. I'm like I've been. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a total. Not that I was like uh, uh, you know ripped before, but I'm a total like weakening. Ha- I've been I've been good at not getting like like gaining a lot of weight. I've been eating healthy. F- most part with occasionally like having uh, you know uh, anxiety binges of, uh, of, sure. <laughs> of of junk food but i've been, so i've been i haven't been like gaining weight but i haven't been to the gym now in 2 months and i feel like i'm i've lost all my muscle mass and i feel like uh uh i feel like a total weakling total nah. like if i were one of those assholes going to the uh, the beach in orange county i would totally get sand kicked in my face <laughs>
0: oh i would actually love to see that <laughs> um and just and for some reason i imagine you calling them you guys like come on you guys yeah. knock that off um yeah i've been i've been uh working out here at home not necessarily eating great but not eating out very much so just like hmm. the fact that i'm making my own stuff has been helpful and i've lost about 15 pounds at this point which is very exciting um and uh and yet Cause you know, they, people say that like when you work out a lot, um, you eventually you come to like really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. while I do enjoy the feeling that comes after, like after I've taken a shower and cooled off and relaxed and had a cup of coffee, um, the, the exercise itself, I have, I have no fondness for it all. Um, I hate it so much and the, 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 the woman like I, I exercised with Jen a little bit and she of course had to say, she's like, is it necessary for you to swear at the screen? And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's the only way I can get through this thing. And like, and one of the, and one of the real, cause I, I do this, I exercise along with this app called like beach body and, um, and the, the woman who, who getting it, kicked
1: in your face.
0: Hey, that's right. Um, but, uh, and the thing that I've found is that the woman, you know, will do like a, a, a one, an exercise for one minute, and then we take a short break, and, and then we do another minute, and all that. Uh, and so you'll be doing something like, "Oh, this is terrible," and then she goes like, "Halfway there." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like I get so <laughs> angry at the and it's like I realize that that she's trying to be encouraging. She's trying to say, "Hey, we've already done half this exercise." Yeah. I see it as, "Yeah, that's right, asshole." Like you think this is bad you still have you're only halfway there like and and so i view it as as she's mocking me um and uh, that actually is a pretty strong motivator um just pure hatred and then the other thing is that she regularly says you know she's like hey i know that this that this hurts but you know exercise is not a punishment and i'm like um well i'm looking at it that way i'm looking at it's like it's time for me it to it certainly pay for works all those. as one yeah exactly <laughs> i definitely see it as like yeah it's time to time to pay the piper uh because i've been making a series of bad choices and i now need to be to be punished for them so uh but it's working you, there you go. well this, I, I
1: didn't know this was gonna this turned into a fitness podcast it's my problem mm-hmm. it's my fault i uh I started I still on that, that, but you know what I've been doing? It's interesting. Tyler? If I,
0: if I started a fitness podcast, it would be called it's my problem. It's my fault. <laughs>
1: uh, what I've been getting, what a little exercise I've been getting. I've been on walks. I've been listening to music, listening to tunes on my tweaked earbuds. Uh, they're available. They're professional quality earbuds in a variety of, uh, I've forgotten. Tweaked professional quality earbuds in a variety of, Stylish styles and colorful colors that look great, that sound great, and I use them each and every day. So I think with the, um, something about the way the days just blend together now mm-hmm. has put me in uh, a, a sort of long term prog mood. So I've been listening to a lot of Rush, a lot of, uh, lot of King Crimson on the, on the metal side of things. So yes, but on the metal side of things, we're listening to Opeth and Dream Theater and, uh, some, some some other stuff uh mars volta to get to your more uh, i guess uh more hip prog stuff or like yeah, no, i, years I, ago, I know mars volta um i'm sure you <laughs> are <Mars Volta. laughs> um uh and it all sounds great you got a lot when you got prog music you got a lot of levels a lot of things to listen to at any given time all yeah. of it sounds great on my tweaked audio.com earbuds that are they're that that are available I swear they're available at a low, low price. But if you use the offer code, a low, low price. If if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweaksaudio.com and use the offer code pretension.
2: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, "What's your secret?"
1: You know what's keeping me sane having things to look forward to that's what's keeping me sane during the quarantine and so this for, for, this, for this for this episode we are going to try to fashion out of what little uh, wisps of of fact uh what even is reality and truth anymore but oh. what we know about the immediate future of uh, of of movies uh, we're going to try and fashion a summer movie preview. So we've brought our, normally our guests movie preview, but for this very serious uh, version of summer, we've brought them into into the late spring. Uh, It's uh, Battleship Retention editor-at-large, Scott Nye. Hello. And returning guest, Julie Sesnovich. Hello, hello. Not a host this time, Julie. I guess not,
2: I've been demoted. (laughs) Can we be introduced as BP's resident power couple? Okay. I yeah. um, okay. No. Well, I mean, it's,
0: it's funny David, because when, David and I are the that's resident true. power okay. couple.
1: But so no, I mean, when um, whenever Susan Burke and Matt Peters are on the show, I do I refer to them as Hollywood power couples That's <laughs> right. Okay. Peters. So yeah, that, that that mantle's already been a little bit uh, taken. But uh, how, how are you guys doing since uh, uh, the listeners heard from you two weeks ago? Uh,
2: still the same. Like, Hanging in there. Like Hanging nothing's in there. changed. How could it? Yeah, I've been baking, so there's always cake around, which is undermining any fitness goals I would have had.
3: Yeah, some pretty significant cake stash here.
2: Yeah, a lot of cake. Um, But yeah, the only fitness thing that I've done that I can remotely tolerate, Tyler, maybe take this for a spin, Mm -hmm. learning choreography (laughs) from 90s music videos off YouTube. Huh. Because- I,
0: I think I'm more likely to fail uh, if there's choreography involved, like my least favorite day of the week is when we do uh, uh, Pilates or yoga, because I, I look at the people on screen and I'm like, they're doing this so fluidly. How is it like and they're all treating this like an easy day. What is going on here? I hate this so much. So I don't think I'd, I, I I'm glad that you're getting something out of. it. I think it would be worse for me.
2: Okay. The only thing is like people are like, oh, well, like listen to music while you exercise and that'll distract you. I'm like, no, it doesn't. But this kind of distracts (laughs) me because it's like a brain puzzle. Like your brain has to figure it all out and then suddenly you're covered in sweat. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
0: well, I'm covered in sweat, so I guess I'm doing something. Uh, (laughs) So what have you, what have, what dances have you been doing?
2: Um, well, my my great white whale was at least the opening minute of Rhythm Nation by Janet. Sure, Allison. of course. There's been some Insync. there's been some Britney. Um, it's a very specific era I'm going for because you go too far in the future, it gets way too hard. Um, yeah. In but,
3: the future, you say? In
2: the, f- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Standing from the vantage point of the late nineties, right, the future, right. too complicated.
1: Yeah. I need to write these songs down in the distant future, actual future, when I'm able to throw barbecues again and you're in attendance, yeah. I'm going to turn on these songs and I'm going to, it's going to be a pop quiz hot shot.
2: The muscle memory will take over. I'll just go into a, <laughs> a feud state and there it goes.
1: I was going to say, yeah,
0: it's, it's, after a certain point, it's not a conscious decision. It's just no. a thing that has to happen. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, let's and get, you'll, and you'll start salivating. <laughs> yes. Sorry, David. Uh, you stepped on my catchphrase. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? What are we doing we're, t- we're gonna talk about the movies that are uh coming to a lot of them a lot of these are gonna be v o d or streaming or virtual cinema uh premieres uh we've also got on the list some actual theatrical release dates that have yet to move um and we'll you' refuse I, to budge well i know I mean just today I was reading that Christopher Nolan wants to be the one responsible for bringing people back yeah. to the movies um <laughs> Of how that goes and how that weighs on his conscience yeah. when <laughs> uh when half the people who go to see Tenant uh get sick. Um and then we're also, because that's uh still unfortunately a pretty anemic list, we're also going to for this for for this uh uh current circumstance only, we're going to bring in uh home video releases. So classic movies in many cases that are that are making uh you know Blu-ray debuts or or special edition type of debuts um, in the coming months. And we're defining... Today, we're recording Thursday, May 7th. I know you're not listening to this until the 10th at the earliest. uh, um, Probably the 11th, uh, depending on what time I get it up. Uh, We're defining summer as from today through the end of August. So uh, let's... I'm going to say it twice. Let's get into it, shall we? And... Start with me uh, Remembering that my computer has gone to sleep And I have to put in the password Okay, uh, starting with May 8th And we'll do we'll do uh, theatrical stuff first And we'll go sort of back and forth um, I don't know if we can go in depth on Everything um, But there are a couple of notable Things on May 8th One of them is Spaceship Earth A movie that Tyler has already posted a review of At battleshippertension.com and That's a documentary um about the uh it's about the pre-production of biodome right right yeah yeah if only
0: i feel like that'd be a more interesting thing um no it's it's it is uh it's about biosphere one the the I would I it feels like controversial is too powerful a word to talk about but the the contested uh scientific experiment in the early 90s uh that people sort of debate the the merits of but it's an interesting it's an interesting documentary not particularly deep um, but uh I'd say it's probably it's, it's worth watching, but don't expect to get a lot out of it outside of like an interesting diversion of like, Oh wow. I had no idea this thing existed. I didn't know that biodome. Yes, that's right. That's the only way that we're going to think of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know that biodome was uh, inspired by this other thing, but, uh, but it's worth, it's, it's worth
1: watching. Uh, I also want to, uh, point out, uh, <laughs> the musical remake or, or reimagining uh, of um, Valley Girl, which uh, I am, uh, which I am pointing out because uh, a friend of Battle Pretension, although I, only I have been on the podcast with her, um, but uh, Rachel Goldenberg was on Battleship oh. Retention uh, many, many years ago um, when she was known as one of the uh, uh, house directors at, at uh, Asylum who make the, the sort of uh, knockoff. She did Sunday school musical. Um, <laughs> and she also has uh, roots in the funnier or die scene. And she's friends with uh, our, our friend, Josh Fadem. That's how she ended up on the podcast when Tyler was taking a little sabbatical back in 2013, I think. Uh, that sounds right to me. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm kind of excited <laughs> to see the Valley girl. Uh, Josh Fadem is in that movie actually. musical. Uh, oh, I did not know that, um, but it makes sense because they're friends.
2: It Um, is kind of like funny, though, because before they announced that this was coming to VOD tomorrow, it had been sitting on the shelf for two years. hmm. I checked two years. So I kind of kind of a general theme that may emerge here is that I wonder if some companies are seeing this pandemic as like a convenient excuse to put stuff on VOD that they were not sure about. Like, mm. oh no, we'll have to put it on VOD, what a shame. Like, it's the perfect cover. And I feel like there are some others on this list that they honestly must be like breathing a sigh of relief. I have no idea, I haven't seen these movies, but it does seem like it could be like a convenient out in some cases.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, when I signed my contract to make my documentary, they said 2000 screens uh, across the US <laughs> and now, because of this thing, yeah. Now it's just available on a uh, lesser known streaming service, Faith Life TV. It's
1: a shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But it, let's just always keep in mind that uh, a movie studio not having faith in their product doesn't actually mean that it's not good. Oh, uh, cool. right. it's not, so, for sure. It's not
2: a commentary on the quality. It yeah. is just kind of a funny convergence of factors that they may be like hiding behind. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm looking at the cast. You've got like Judy Greer and Mae Whitman. So, uh, yeah. Um, and of course, our friend, Josh Fadum. But uh, I'm, I've am i never seen the original Valley Girl. Um, I'm intrigued by this. And uh, yeah, when I saw the, the announcement, I thought like, if you're going to remake something, uh, incorporating this new element uh, of it, uh, this new element into it, I think, is probably a good call. And so, the idea of it being this musical thing uh, could really, I think, it could really pay off. And I think a lot of people, who even even people that are fans of that original, might enjoy the new one because of the new aspect of it.
1: And I also want to mention the, the lead actress Jessica Roth. Jessica Roth. Um, I didn't see Happy Death Day. That's what she's best known for. Mm. I, but I've I've seen her in a number of not very good movies in which she is a very winning presence. Mm. So uh, hopefully. Uh, this is good for her. The only other thing on the eighth that I um, that that I noticed uh, is the movie on a magical night because I recognize the director's name. He made Sorry Angel uh, and some of the things. His name is Christoph Honor Honoré. Uh, I'm not sure how you say probably it. Horner.
3: No, I almost said Hornery. <laughs> uh, anyway, Julian I actually <laughs> saw this at uh, Cocoa last September. Uh, ah. I thought it was all right. Um, it's, it's a kind of French magical realist thing. Uh, hmm. it's a really cool. Conception it looks cool. Visually. It doesn't really have like kind of a great rhythm to it. I would say
2: cosign
1: and he also, on-
2: um, yeah, just, you guys
1: th- wanted to talk about,
2: yeah. Um, they, ha- uh, how to build a girl is coming out on VOD, starring Beanie Feldstein in her first hmm. solo starring role. Um, okay.
1: That's on the eighth. It's not on your list.
2: Oh, I was kind of moving some stuff around. Sorry. I like okay. an element of surprise. I like to keep you guys guessing. But um, no, I think I found out about that one last minute. But yeah, so it's Beanie Feldstein, and it's based on a novel. And she like lives in the UK and gets really into rock and roll. That's all I know. But I like her. So
1: yeah, I think I my my wife read the read the book. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, read a couple of Caitlin Moran. I think. Yes. Yeah. My my wife is a fan. So uh, yeah, could be. Could be a pip. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so, so these the other thing about uh, uh, VOD releases is that they don't have to be Fridays or whatever. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> it is very frustrating. So I don't know whether to uh, because there is something notable on the twelfth, um, not notable in the sense that I want to see it, but. Um, Notable in that uh, Josh Trank made another movie. It's called Capone, and uh, Tom Hardy plays Al Capone.
2: I'm intrigued that he plays an aging Al Capone with dementia. That in is prison. what
0: that is what got my attention. Um, I mean, I Josh Trank, like I really liked um, Chronicle, and then i I saw the I saw the potential of what Fantastic Four was before the studio clearly took over and turned it into what they wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, more than anything, I was just like, I'm, I, Tom Hardy is, is hit or miss with me and him playing Al Capone. is was like, this just feels like such a, such a nothing movie. Just the, the definition of forgettable. Um, but then when I look at the, the story, the idea that he is starting to like looking at the, the, uh, description, the 47 year old Al Capone after 10 years in prison starts suffering from dementia and comes to be haunted by his violent past. And I like the idea. It's like, okay, this could be a little bit more for lack of a better term, psychedelic, uh, as <laughs> opposed to just like a straightforward, just boring, uh, biopic right. uh, or whatever. And so if, if, if the idea of being haunted by his violent past, if, it, if that really just means, pretty straightforward uh flashbacks that will not be interesting to me as opposed to something like my my go-to for something like this is usually the movie spider uh directed by david lynch where just like blending of past and what was that oh pardon me Cronenberg. sorry um but the the blending of of past and present and fantasy and fact uh if it's that i'm 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 totally there i'm
3: very yeah, excited think,
0: for it i think it'll be more like that and it's also got kyle mclaughlin
3: uh, linda carlini yeah. and matt dylan in it which yeah. means nothing
1: well and for, I mean, so for last... fans of sopranos and the irishman also catherine narducci yeah uh, is in it and i'm a big big fan of her and
2: Sorry, the last George. time that tom hardy was in a psychedelic prison movie it was bronson and that was a good time <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah. Uh, switch over to Blu-ray releases because the the May twelfth uh, has uh, the Great Escapes Criterion uh, yeah debut. Uh, Finally replacing a
3: I guess it be fun. disc that the studio put out years ago. Um,
0: I have never yeah, seen I, the Great Escape. Oh, it's a good movie.
3: It's a I've good heard time.
2: Yeah.
1: It's, oh, it's okay.
2: The, <laughs> the mediocre escape, according to David. <laughs>
1: The so-so. I mean, yeah, it's because yeah. When you think back on it, you think about like uh, you you think about certain scenes and Donald Pleasance and Steve McQueen jumping a uh, motorcycle or a fence and like stuff. But uh, I think when you sit down to watch it, it's it's really long, and a lot of the movie isn't that stuff. I remember being. Uh, I, I I think it's. I think it's okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm sure Criterion's given her a good, good treatment. Anything else on the 12th uh, uh, in terms uh, of he Holmes was Z? putting
3: out a film noir box set that includes Douglas Sirk's Thunder on the Hill*, uh, which I've been wanting to see mm. for a while. So I'm intrigued by that.
2: That's okay. all I got. Birds of prey.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was mostly just sticking to older stuff, but I do like uh, bir- I do like Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, and uh, I think it's worth seeing. Um. So yeah. switching back, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying we move on. Yeah, switching back to, uh, I guess we'll call them theatrical. They're not, what do we, we, we call them? Maze. Yeah, new? yeah, yeah, new, <laughs> yes. First run. Let's say first, first run. run sure. Back to first run. Um, uh, the wrong miss movie from Heavy uh, uh, Madison. Um, It stars. Yeah, uh,
2: I can't believe it's from this year. It looks like it time traveled here from two (laughs) thousand one. It stars David Spade. It stars David Spade.
0: Yeah, Yeah. mean Lauren Lapkus,
2: who deserves better. Yeah, she's oh, absolutely. One thing
0: that fascinates me about David Spade and his career is that uh, you know when I see interviews with him and then I look at his stand up, he's fairly intelligent and and can like is pretty clever in, in the, in his little asides. Like, and yet when the time comes for him to act in something, and certainly if he's the lead, it is like, he often plays a a dumb hapless character and just fascinates me that that is first off that people see like, Oh, clearly David Spade is the guy for this. Uh, (laughs) It seems very like, you know, like he rarely plays smart asses which is what he's i think best at um and this while it doesn't sound like he's like he's a joe dirt type just the it's happy madison and i'm sure everyone gets a nice paycheck and they probably enjoy working together but i just from a comedic standpoint like you'd think david spade would be like i don't want to be associated with with this like this is what my name means now i don't know it's I don't mean to suggest that david spade is is you know an artiste or anything like that, but at the same time, like he came up in comedy, and most people that uh that are even passable stand up comedians have a have a strong opinion about what their name is associated with uh, as far as quality and I don't know it's it it fascinates me the the whole Happy Madison thing in general fascinates me
2: yeah, it's not even that like my biggest issue just from seeing it is like the plot literally seems to be bitches be crazy. Like that is the plot <laughs> of a movie from 2020. Sure. But they have carte blanche at Netflix. They can do whatever they want. So this is what they did. And their movies
0: usually do. Okay. Oh, they right? do very
2: well on Netflix. Yeah.
0: But I, like, I mean, there are, there are some that are extremely, that are pu heavily publicized. And, but like, wasn't there one where like David Spade is, I think he and Sandler are like secret agents or something like that.
2: Probably. Or
0: I don't remember exactly, but like there are some like there are some that almost get almost slip through, and I barely hear about them. And th- those are part of the part of the agreement, part of the contract. And so I'm just like, I, Netflix in general is a mystery to me because like I have no yeah. idea how well anything is doing. Uh, I don't know if does. they I don't know if they ever feel like they've gotten their money's worth. I mean considering how much money they put into the irishman obviously it's a very good movie but uh there's like do, do, did they think that was worth it it got them no oscars um i don't know it's sorry we can we can move on i was just uh just fascinating. Well but wait what was the one you're oh the do-over is what it's called is that what it is it's not like a secret agent thing no it, it's uh, something like that though right it's there's an espionage quality to it
1: yeah it's uh, apparently i guess adam sandler and david spade uh in order to they they essentially steal two people's identities from their own lives and then it turns out the people whose identities they've stolen are like yeah secret agents or something like that and that's from the 80s like
0: the like if not (laughs) earlier like these these stories are just so i guess
1: they're tried and true one could say uh all right so moving on to the 15th of May, should probably go a little faster than this shouldn't we oh yeah i guess so and, well, the pack uh,
2: definitely thins out the further we get.
1: Yeah, so. that's true. Sure. Uh, well, the big thing on the 15th is Scoob.
2: <laughs> I like how you pronounced it with the exclamation point. You I heard to. the exclamation point. You got um, to. Yeah, that's another one that Warner Brothers just gave up the theatrical spot and said we're doing VOD. Um, it probably yeah. won't set the world on fire, but I do want to just call out that the voice casting, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, yes,
1: like, it is, but... I don't know. I feel like Matthew Lillard is still around. Why like, why are you replacing Matthew Lillard as Shaggy? He's great. For there sure. Are two... What? There's Casey Kasem and there's Matthew Lillard. Those are the Shaggies. <laughs> but
2: For if sure. you yeah. have to replace him, Will Forte is not bad.
3: Yeah, I like Will Forte. I just like that they're apparently doing a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. <laughs>
1: um, wait, how do you mean? Like, they have
3: characters from other Hanna-Barbera cartoons in the oh. show. Oh! Oh, yeah, Captain mm-hmm. Caveman. Dick Dastardly.
0: Okay. So, wait a sec- Hang on. I'm looking at this voice cast. So, f- they have Frank Welker as Scooby Doo, who was the voice of the original Fred, and he's still around, and his voice has not changed since then. Uh, but they, I guess, if you can get Zach Efron in a yeah. voice yep. role, that's yeah. what you do.
2: I mean, he even kind of sounds hot. I get it.
0: i guess so (laughs) like again if they were to make another another live action one cast him all day long it worked that works totally but uh it just feels like i mean i guess including frank welker is is uh like a a little nod but it's like yeah but his character is still around and just have him play that but I, i don't know I feel like I'm being bitchy today. I'm sorry everybody. <laughs> You're,
2: <laughs> You're just mad Scoob grievances.
1: <laughs> yeah, because all the movies you wanted to see this May are are not coming out. You know what's interesting is I I rarely I rarely keep track keep tabs
0: on on um on what is coming out unless it's like something big and i just can't escape people talking about it it's not it's usually not until the summer and fall movie previews that i became become aware of really anything um and so i don't even really have much of an idea of what was meant to come out uh in i guess may. black widow was supposed to be out or was that, was that in black april widow
2: okay. yeah it was may mulan mulan was mulan. march
0: that was march. Uh, yeah 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 and I don't remember. I don't remember when the James Bond movie was supposed to come April. out. A- April, April, okay. But yeah, like those the the absolute biggest ones again that are kind of inescapable. Um, but even then, I probably only knew about them because people were saying, "Oh, we're going to have to move them," um, and that's probably it. But uh, but yeah, so
1: so this is all news to me anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, there is one uh, Blu-ray release of note on the fifteenth, by which I mean. Steer Clear. <laughs> and that's 1980's Fist of Fear Touch of Death which I uh watched <laughs> and we be posting a review of once I get around to uh contending with uh what literally might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life.
3: Both of the Criterion releases that week though, Dance Girl Dance and Wildlife are very solid. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. You're getting ahead of me. Am I? Knock it off. Yeah. So I was, you're going by week. I was going by dance. but by dance. Oh, yeah, by right. So I hadn't gotten to the 19th yet. I'm yeah, on the 15th. Um, if we
0: could organize movies by dance, that would be great though. <laughs> I would enjoy that.
1: But yeah, we can move on to, to the, the, the 19th. Um, uh, what is the dance girl dance? And what's the other one? Uh, wildlife. Oh yeah. Wildlife. Uh, really good movie. Yeah. And then, um, Shout is rele- releasing Danger Diabolic. Uh, I've never actually seen it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but I know uh, it is I a think movie you're wrote. right. I think that's how it's it pronounced. It's a really good movie. Yeah, okay. it's a trip. Um, and this isn't exactly movie movies, but uh, Kino Lober is also putting out the Pink Panther cartoon box set. Hmm. On... Uh, Anybody else can jump in. With anything they
0: want to. Sorry, there was a bit of a, uh,
1: a bit of a, a lag there. A there so of a lag. I, I couldn't
0: quite tell if you were yeah. done talking.
1: So I, I don't know what's the next. I mean, there, we've got a, a bunch of first runs. Like, I don't know anything about. I don't uh Apparently, Lily Collins is in a new movie. I didn't know about that.
2: Yeah, that has a crazy uh, um, plot. She inherits. She like her father dies and she inherits a hostage from him. He's been keeping a man in his basement for 30 years and she inherits that it's called inheritance. It's called inheritance. Do you guys, oh, nice. that sounds fun. It does sound fun. Yeah.
0: And that's got uh, a fun cast. Yeah. It's got Patrick Warburton at least and Michael beach. Who's always great.
2: There you
1: go. Well, um, there you go. That's something.
2: also on the 22nd, we have the latest installment in my star Wars. Okay. The trip to Greece
1: ah, latest yeah. trip to <laughs> yeah.
2: movie. This is my star Wars people like, these movies are so much fun and you should watch all of them in quarantine. If you haven't seen them already, it's literally just Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon driving around beautiful parts of Europe, eating delicious food and shooting the shit. And so
0: much fun. with a touch of, melancholy with the the e- touch of melancholy at the end of every movie. With a touch Very of much so. And, and one thing that I really like about, about them is the uh, role reversal that happens from one, one film yeah, to the right. next that like in one, like, one of them is is like the good the the family man that's trying to be loyal and the other is like trying to is is trying to hold on to his his youth and be a, like a womanizer or whatever uh and then it flips uh surprisingly but still organically i i like those movies quite a bit precisely because they are very funny but there are other moments where you're like oh this makes me sad yeah. um and so, yeah, they can keep making those as far as I'm concerned, yeah,
2: the last one ended on what seemed like a pretty final note, but I guess they'll figure out a way to keep it going.
1: they'll figure it out
2: and I'm not mad, I'm not mad. they're very fun
1: um the twenty second also features the release of military wives i guess was uh was delayed um and that's uh, uh this the subgenre of british like village villagers banding together uh to do something. Uh, quirky put on show type of uh, movies that i tend to like this is about a bunch of military wives who live on a military base who form a choir or like a vocal group or something and yeah. end up performing on television uh but you've got chris Scott thomas a. and sharon horgan um yeah uh, in that and jason fleming who i haven't seen in a while uh the 22nd also uh netflix has the lovebirds uh michael showalter's I another guess another terrible looking michael showalter movie <laughs> follow up to we got a hater big in the sick. house um, We got a hater i like the big sick i didn't like the sally field one um but uh it has uh, issa
2: Rae and kumail nanjiani how bad can it be they're both delightful
1: kind of true kind of true
2: this was another one that it was originally it was produced by paramount it was going to come out theatrically paramount claimed that they were in talks to offload it to netflix before the pandemic we'll never know um but makes it easier to see i'm not mad
0: it definitely looks as though it is and i don't necessarily say this in in a negative way i don't mean to suggest that it's unoriginal or anything but it definitely looks like it is trying to capture that game night uh, yeah, feel sure. Sure. And I'm not sure if it would be, if it will be able to do that because that cat, the cast for game night is so good, but, uh, you know, it, it could scratch that itch. It is the type of comedy I enjoy.
1: yeah And if no one else has anything for first run for the 22nd, I do want to mention that vinegar syndrome was putting out a 4k Blu-ray of one of the defining movies of my childhood. And that's Hell me ne- rad the uh bmx biker movie that i watched so so many times uh as a kid
2: are they putting this out just for you
1: they might be i have a friend who is
0: uh he's one of a kind he's an odd guy his uh his name is uh his first name is nazareth he goes by naz uh and he just he's a big he reminds me of our friend uh and so when I saw the announcement composer of the Battleship Retention theme music, correct. The chilling theme. Um, the, uh, so when I, when I saw that that was coming out on Blu-ray, I texted him and said like, Hey, uh, Rad, cause he has say, stated, he's a big fan of it. I said, Hey, Rad is coming out on Blu-ray. He goes, I've already, I've already pre-ordered. it." <laughs> so
1: goes, you might have competition as far as who's more excited. There might be one person in front of me in line uh, at the 4K Blu-ray store.
2: Um, Oh, I do have one more quick thing for the 22nd first run. Um, There's a documentary called The Painter and the Thief, which sounds kind of interesting because an artist interviews a criminal who stole two of her paintings, and they become friends. Isn't that fun? Aw. Yeah. Uh, That is cute. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, cutesy. I think it's, like, a probing exploration of the criminal mind, but, you know.
1: I want it to be cutesy. Can
0: they? Is it too late to to reedit? Maybe we it? can reedit it. We can yeah, re-edit. sure.
1: Uh, if we're moving on to the twenty fourth, a movie that I'm very excited about that I uh, unfortunately was not able to fit into my schedule at Toronto at TIFF uh, last year, and that's Sergei Loznitsa's State Funeral, which is a documentary. Uh, I'm reading the description here. A documentary of found footage that chronicles the four days leading up to the funeral of Joseph Stalin. Um, and Circuit of Those Misses made uh, in 2014, 2015, made the documentary Maydan, um, about the Maydan mm. uh, protests. Uh, well, one of probably the best documentaries of the decade. So I was very much hoping to see State Funeral at, at TIFF, and I didn't. But uh, I guess I'll get my chance on May
3: 24th. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up well with his documentaries, because I loved his fiction films, so I should really get on that.
2: And that's on Movie, I believe?
3: Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: Mm
0: okay
1: oh right <laughs> they stopped sponsoring us so uh, yeah Ooh. i guess we don't like them anymore or... eh, it's fine Ooh. they sponsored us longer than they probably should have uh all right so let's see there's one first run moving on the 26th i will make you mine i don't know what that is okay no one else does either no, yeah, no. <laughs> um uh may 26th for home home video so shout is putting out the deer hunter and i remember when i saw this on the website i'm looking at i assumed it was uh is that a universal movie the deer Sounds hunter right. i'm just surprised that i'm just it seems like it's a big enough title that i'm surprised that that universal or whoever licensed it but uh good for they them and good for us. Uh, yeah well they, i mean like just, it, uh, everything's open but, like paramount is putting out uh well i guess top gun is tied to the fact that there's a new top gun um, or there was going to be, or there was going to be. Yeah, well, true. dated
2: for Christmas. No, we'll I see.
1: Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, good for good for all involved. Uh, uh, Shout does good work. We have a good relationship with them. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, Blue Underground is putting out uh, Zombie in 4K on the 20th. Uh, Criterion has uh, um, a set of Scorsese shorts. That should be exciting right yeah i'll just keep i'll just keep reading <laughs> um, uh, i'm trying to keep track of oh, blue underground is also putting out maniac in 4k blue underground puts out movies that i've never seen they know that people who like those movies love that's that's what they do and i'm glad they have their niche
3: yeah uh and then synapse i think is putting out the strange vice and mrs ward sorry severin is putting out the strange vice and mrs ward which is a really cool Gialla movie.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it. I know it came up uh, back last October when Kyle uh, Anderson was on the show and we talked about it. Um, uh Strange Vices of Mrs. Ward came up. And uh, yeah, sounds great. So now it's got two, uh, vouched for by two regular BP guests. Uh, speaking of things the BP vouchers for, Criterion's put out, Husbands, 1970s Husbands. Yeah. A movie that, uh, that uh, I like and Tyler loves. Yep. Um.
0: And it's one that and it's one that probably for for distribution reasons is not really talked about that much um yeah I've still yet to see it i'm really excited for it yeah I, it's i really i really love it it's uh probably my probably my fourth favorite film by him i'm not sure um i still haven't seen um, Love Stream, so I think I will love that um just and I own it, but I have not yet watched it. So I'll get to it. But, you know, you have to be in the right mood for a Cassavetes film. And Husbands is no exception. (laughs) If anything, it's maybe even more
1: that. It's more Cassavetes uh, than Cassavetes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of movies that I haven't seen in almost 20 years, uh, I'm trying to figure out who is the metrograph is putting out hyenas uh the Ooh. african film from 1992 that tyler and i both saw in film school um really good movie uh as you can tell by yeah. our don't look too much many details because i haven't seen it since film school but i All definitely right. remember uh liking it quite a bit um yeah. very darkly I, funny uh something i've seen much more recently that is is coming out from Flickr alley is spring night summer night uh the 1967 film that i saw the new um sort of uh, it's more more than just a restoration in terms of uh video and and, and audio quality this is a movie, uh, an independent movie in the 60s was made and then its producers decided i can't sell this and basically shot a bunch of extra like sexploitation stuff and sort of crammed it in uh, uh to this movie and put it on the now the movie has been like that sort of extra footage has been it's been restored to its original like version and and had some cleanup done to it and it's a uh, uh, it's a sort of uh, uh, yeah mid sixties very uh, poor low um, southern gothic type of story about uh, uh, two siblings who uh, uh, have an affair and get pregnant. Oh, <laughs> it's a yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> that yeah,
1: backwoods Southern help. Gothic incest incest drama, um, like and do. so now yeah. you can see when well you can see where where they tried to fit in the uh, more uh, uh, salacious parts. But uh, the movie is not that. The the movie mostly uh, the the actual movie as I've seen it um, it elides the actual uh, intercourse of the uh, of the subject and deals more with the with the fallout and the denial. It's uh, it's really really actually quite quite a good movie. Spring night, summer night, um, and uh speaking of yeah companies that Downship attention has a good relationship with uh Flickr Alley um mm-hmm. uh, is always kind to us and, and does a lot of good stuff. So um are we moving on then? Yeah. yeah. Oh on the record uh is back to first run May twenty seventh. This is uh uh the I guess the third in Kirby Dick and Amy's earrings um uh, l- l- less than a rollicking trilogy of uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape movies. They did um, uh, the Invisible War and the Hunting Ground. The first being about uh, assault and harassment in the military. The second one about college campuses. On the record is about uh, Me Too issues in the recording industry.
2: And it's coming to HBO Max. So have fun and figuring that out. I
1: can't. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I can't keep track of all this stuff. Well that's so they've has HBO Max actually announced this oh I know May twenty seventh is the date that HBO Max is premiering. They've actually announced this release date as well for on the record. Is that is that true? Uh I think so. Because, I think so. Um Because the reason I ask is because I know HBO also picked up the rights to another movie from Sundance this year, uh, Charm City Kings. It was supposed to have come out already uh, in April theatrically, and that got canceled in HBO Max. I've seen multiple press releases that HBO Max now has Charm City Kings, but none of them say whether or not it will actually be on the app. The day it premieres. Well, look, Charm City
3: Kings isn't like Kirby Dick. That, Kirby Dick is a launch title, you know? When oh, you're yeah. launching your streaming service, you've got to make sure you have a Kirby Dick movie, so. Yeah.
2: But I think this one was set up at HBO Max like a while ago. It was like okay. non-pandemic related because it was actually, I think, originally at Apple and then there was like a weird falling out and they dropped it. So who can keep track anymore?
1: Um... But uh, yeah, and also, I haven't seen on the record, I have seen Charm City Kings, and it's not very good. Um, right. But you know what it is very, 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 very good that is uh, coming out on Prime on on May 29th, and that's Andrew Patterson's The Vast of Night. I watched it last night. People who listened to the Movie Journal uh, heard me uh, uh, praise it. It's so great. <laughs> I loved it. And so definitely check it out. It's also, uh, you, I'm glad you have this on your list. Julie put together the list, everybody, uh, listeners at home, um, that it's also playing drive-ins. Although I understand the drive-ins it's playing earlier, like the, the week of the 15th,
2: the oh, of the 15th. Yeah, it's um, like the drive-in thing during the pandemic has been interesting because it's kind of been like impromptu and ad hoc. Like some they're setting up, some they're reopening dormant ones. But like in this case, it sounded like they're doing a more targeted, aggressive rollout. Of drive ins, which is kind of cool because it's set in the 50s, so it's kind of like themed. So,
1: have you, uh, 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 people who listen to the Movie Journal will have already heard this, but uh, I'll ask you guys have you gone to any drive ins or planned to go to any drive ins during this lockdown? Uh, I'd like to. So, I haven't have kind of have gone yet. A, uh, if so, I have a question for you, right? Okay. Okay, the vast Night is, is only 90 minutes, 89 minutes long, right? Sure. But if you're going to Montclair, right? It's an hour drive each way. Okay. It'll be three and a half hours. Where and when are you going to pee? Are <laughs> you can't you can't be you at the during the lockdown? You can't be using the public restroom at the drive-in. I would imagine
3: right? not.
2: Yeah, I, just so like I an Irishman. Like, oh, that's a verb now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a uh, verb. I'm into
1: it. Yeah, yeah. We should start using that. But um, so if you can make it to a drive-in that, that is within. Uh, a distance that your bladder can handle, uh, do so. But if not, uh, definitely watch The Vast of Night. It's really, really impressive. Uh, it's nice and spooky. It's very character-driven as well. Um, and I'll jump on the bandwagon of every other critic who reviewed this movie who has said it is uh, quite a, an auspicious debut and we should look for more things from Andrew Patterson in the future. All right. Um the 29th also sees The High Note, directed by Nisha Ganatra, who um, made Late Night. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, uh, which is a, a Late Night, a movie that seemed very appealing to me and I didn't like. The High Note also seems very appealing to me. I hope that it fares better than than Late Night. Um, but you've got uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, who is Diana Ross's daughter. Type of character, um, so that's uh, interesting enough. Um, and uh, Dakota Johnson, an actress whose whose energy and presence I always uh, very much in- enjoy, as uh, her uh, assistant who I guess tries to take over her career in like a good way. I think is the premise. But like a good all about Eve, or <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's like her real management just wants her to keep doing the same shit she's always done, but her assistant seems seems like uh-huh. oh this this like essentially nostalgia lounge act actually still has something to say in her career and is pushing her to like, so together, uh, they, um, overcome, uh, pressures of, of Tracy Ellis Ross's, you know, male management team and, and sisters do it for themselves as it were. Sure.
2: Yeah. This so is again, another one
1: that- it, it sounds like something I would very much like, uh, but I hope I don't get late night again. <laughs> another yeah, songs were turning movies into verbs <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh, I'm pretty that's...
2: sure um, this shot near our apartment fun oh, fact really? yeah. I saw like the little notice of filming signs up but yeah that was another one that Universal was going to put out theatrically and then they're just like nope we already did Trolls World Tour and broke the internet why not do some more <laughs> I cannot read another think piece about Trolls you guys I really cannot
1: oh uh, I've avoided I've avoided reading any think pieces uh, about Trolls World Tour
2: Just not even reading them. Just, I can't even see another one. I'm done. I'm done.
0: I feel like it's probably pretty generous to call them that, but I I get what you're saying. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Let's go back to home video. Um, uh, Shout Selects coming come with a with a big name title. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross coming out on Shout Select Blu-ray. I'm very excited for that uh, because there has I think the DVD
0: release from almost 20 years ago is like the most recent thing. there great- is I
1: mean there is a Blu-ray from uh, that's the, that's right the, the studio that I. um, I don't know, but I I have it. It's still, I think I bought it because it was five bucks at Target and I was at Target for something else. It's still wrapped up. So I couldn't tell you what the transfer looks like on the existing Blu-ray. Entirely possible. It looks exactly the same as the DVD. Um, But
0: uh, yeah, I already talked about Shout. Um, I think uh, they do really good work as far as uh, transfers. Like, you know, uh, Jen and I bought the Shout Select um, Home for the Holidays and we previously had that on DVD, and then we watched. It's like this is beautiful. Like they did a great job with it. And Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, I think, is a very good-looking movie on its own. People don't talk about it very much in that regard, but uh, but I think it's a really good-looking film, and I'm excited to see see it give, given like the treatment that I think it deserves. And it has a fun cover. It does have a fun cover. Yeah, they're also putting out Jaws in 4K i saw that that i do not like the cover um because it's yeah, like sure. oh the the shark is eating the title
1: come on yeah you save that shit for jaws
0: 3d or something
1: <laughs> well i'm looking at it looks like there's two covers because it looks like there's also a steelbook version that steelbook has nice yeah it has the 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 well his name's jaws the shark's name is Jaws. <laughs> it has Jaws' snout as the a in jaws i see
2: That's what a, they did yeah i see what they did
1: uh I also want to. Uh, I've never seen the mechanic. I know um, uh, it's a movie of some notoriety, but Scorpion is putting it out. Um, Scorpion, uh, you know, please don't don't stop stop sending me stuff. but Scorpion isn't known for doing the most thorough, uh, hmm. so I'm not sure how great that will that will look. But um, if you like Charles Bronson movies, mechanic is coming out. Uh, a much much better uh, note, uh, Kino's putting out the landmark 1968 documentary, The Queen, which you can find my uh, review of on Battleship Retention from when it had its uh, brief um, uh, theatrical restoration had its brief theatrical run last year. And this is a documentary about um, a, a drag queen competition in 1968, Manhattan. Uh, really candid, really fascinating stuff.
2: Yeah, I recently watched it on Netflix, seconded. Very good. And it's like an hour long. What's your excuse? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh before we move back to back to first run yeah go for it um well i didn't actually have anything um (laughs) let's see what we have Uh,
3: yourself Uh, and yours finally comes out uh 2016 hong sang su movie that was on my best of the decade list um and is probably my favorite hong sang su movie and that's getting a virtual release really excited they're finally putting that out
1: i mean I don't know how deep we can get into it. Why? Because I've seen this and I like it, but as far but on the beach and night alone or or hotel by the river, both after this one, um, I like more. Why is this your favorite?
3: Um, I think there's a I don't know. There's a certain surreality that he embraces more here uh, that I really appreciate and kind of like has its toes and two sides of Hong's work. Like, since then, he's done more like super freeform, almost no plot. And before then, they were like very programmatic, very strategically built. And this kind of has its toes in each. uh, And I find its energy to be pretty unique and interesting and uh, very
1: captivating. Yeah, maybe I like when he, uh, like like I said, I like the stuff after that. Maybe I like the uh, more freeform. Oh, I like stuff. the freeform stuff more than the
3: programmatic stuff. I'm saying that this has elements of both, which makes okay. it especially cool.
1: Uh, also, in the fifth, Judy and Punch, which Tyler really liked. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else to. Well, add sorry, I re- I forget that. Like,
0: part of me was like, "Oh, well," but we did. We already talked about that. I was like, no, we didn't. Not on this episode. Uh, yes, I really liked it. Um, some people didn't, and that's perfectly uh, that's perfectly fine. I think I. I get why someone might not enjoy it, uh, you know, which is to say they're dumb. Um, but I, yeah, I really responded to, it. I think visually it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's beautiful. I love the score and I think just everything about it is risky and unexpected. And, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm very happy that I got to see it and I think people will enjoy it.
3: I, it could our, I could Vasikowska.
0: see, I could see. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. and she's, uh, and uh, Damon Harriman, uh, not playing uh, Charles Manson, which For is- For once uh, in his life. Exactly, a real novelty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a strange thing to say about <laughs>
1: um, Also, also the is, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go. Uh, I was okay. just going to mention Aviva, which is directed by the director of Remember the Titans.
2: <laughs> it which, sure is. Yeah. And it's apparently like a surreal exploration of gender or something. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but also if all of this seems too high for you, I have good news. There's a movie called Becky starring Kevin James as a neo-Nazi.
3: Oh,
2: I learned about this today and I'll never be the same. <laughs> Look, he's going for it. He's trying something.
0: I, uh, is, it, <laughs> is it a drama?
2: It's like a thriller. He's not the main character. He's like okay. a side character, but yeah. Okay.
0: I wish he were the main character. That's <laughs> Maybe he'll get I a
2: spin-off. See. Maybe if it does well, he'll get a spin-off. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah, yeah. So yeah. go
2: out and support it, and then there you go. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so are we going back then to home video? Sure. Um, again, uh, Criterion's got a... Uh, Paul Mazursky's got an Unwired woman, which I've never seen. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't doubt it. I like Paul Mazurski. A uh, friend of the show,
3: Mariah Gates, is a huge fan of it, if that's an endorsement for anyone.
1: Hmm. Yeah, usually is for me. Um, anything else you guys wanted to call out on the
3: 9th? Uh, I think it's cool that Kino's putting out the original German Victor and Victoria, which was oh, the right. basis for Victor Victoria. I don't know anything about it other than that, but that's super cool that they're putting it out. And when's that from?
2: 1933.
3: Okay
1: um and I'll, i'm forgetting so uh also uh who is this who's putting this out um keno is also putting out my 20th century which is a, a movie again that i haven't seen since i rented it at the video star i worked at uh in like 2002 um i quite liked it it's about uh identical twins who i think don't know each other or exist who are on the same train at the same time hmm. um uh but it's the director, more much more recently, made a movie that I loved, and I believe Scott hated, which was called On Body and Soul. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it I've is heard- literally it is very rough uh, that movie. It has, I mean, it, you see entire cows slaughtered and butchered uh, in mm-hmm. unbroken shots in that movie. But uh, I thought it was a really good movie. Now, David, it's funny you mentioned trains
0: because looking at this Blu-ray release, I uh, I do see that on the ninth. Uh, you also get a Blueberry uh, of Thomas and the Magic Railroad, the 20th anniversary of that. So if if people are into trains, I recommend my 20th Century and Thomas and the Magic Railroad, a nice little double feature. 20th
2: from. anniversary has yeah. It. Yeah. time flies. And yeah. of
1: course, we talked when we did our, our, our Peter Fonda uh, profile, we talked <laughs> at length of about course. Thomas and the Magic Railroad. <laughs> yeah, we had to really stop ourselves um, from going even
0: deeper into it.
2: Have you guys done a Thomas the Tank Engine themed episode? Because I think it's time.
0: Well, I think you just invited yet. yourself on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Let's do it. You kind of kind of spoiled it there. That would, that's what next week was going to be. And, oh, uh, I'm
2: sorry. I didn't know.
1: Yeah. Um, and I've, another one I've never seen, but we've talked about it. Shout Select a lot. Shout Select is putting in Princess Carabit, which is a movie from uh, when Phoebe Cates used to be in movies. <laughs> uh, I've never seen it, but I like Phoebe Cates. Yeah, that's right. This, this was, that was a movie that
0: like, I also have not seen it. Uh, got a good cast. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a title I remember hearing a lot. Uh, I think, I think trail like trailers for, for it showed up on like movies that my family rented hmm. and like princess caribou, what's that about? And then that's, I was young, so I didn't dig into it, but, uh, but yeah, that's, I've not, I haven't thought about that movie partially cause I haven't seen it, uh, in, in a long time. And, uh, Thank, thank God for shout well, you, select. Sometimes yeah, they on. you latch can check it out on yeah.
1: June, whatever I said
0: ninth. Because that's the thing. Undoubtedly, just like Home for the Holidays with me and Jen. Undoubtedly, there is someone out there who's like, "Holy shit! Shout Select is releasing Princess Caribou finally.
1: I'm so excited." <laughs> they were reading my letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, if you guys want to return back to uh, first run movies. Um, yeah. The five bloods just uh, announced just yeah. the that, Spike uh, lee
2: on netflix
1: yeah can't wait for that who's
2: uh, this um who isn't in this more like no I'm um not, it's actually. chadwick boseman jean renault jonathan majors and paul walter hauser
0: that's correct that, um, yes
2: just continuing his amazing streak it's something like they're all like vietnam veterans and they have to like reunite in the jungle for some i don't care it's gonna yeah. be great it doesn't matter
1: yeah i'm excited good. for it yeah yeah. Uh, Artemis Fowl was one of the, that was supposed to be a theatrical release, right? Is uh, premiering on, yeah, on Disney plus was, this is the new Kenneth Branagh joint.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, I think this is one of those ones where Disney was like, oh my God, we dodged a bullet by being able to dump it on Disney huh. plus because I was like reading up on it. It's based on a book from 2001 and they've been trying to make this into a movie since 2001. So I think it's like the further we got from it, maybe the interest diminished accordingly and it's like kind of an expensive movie in this big fantasy world and like they might have run into some trouble with a theatrical release so
1: hmm. well I know. i'm looking at the castle because it has Hong chow in it
2: yeah and judy dench colin farrell i mean like it's a good cast but again i think they might have it might have had some box office trouble
1: hmm.
2: so who knows
0: I do feel like I was like, I, that's one I'd been hearing about for a while. And I think if you had asked me, I would have said, oh yeah, that came out already.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, also on the 12th, uh, Judd Apatow's new movie, the King of Staten Island.
2: Yeah. And here's another one where they might've dodged a bullet because Sounds rough. I think they might have misjudged the public appetite for Pete Davidson. <laughs> I like, cause it's a movie starring him about his own life. That's like going deep on Pete Davidson. And like, uh, the more he opens his mouth, the more people seem to dislike him. And
3: yeah. it's too bad. Cause it's got such a great cast. Otherwise you've got Paisa yeah. yeah. Tomei, Pamela Adlin, C. Buscemi. Bell Pauly
1: Oregon,
2: Bell Pauly, uh,
1: um, Bill Burr, Pamela Adlon. Did you already say that? Um, yeah. yeah.
2: Gary Goleman.
1: Yeah. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly from uh yeah. bird box. That's right. <laughs> I I mean, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by it
0: because it's because, of course, it'll be funny. But I think it could also be obviously very dramatic. And Pete Davidson is someone who's uh, been very open and vulnerable about like the stuff that he struggles with. And so, like, I feel like taking that material and approaching it comedically, but also probably with a heavy dose of melancholy, I'm I'm definitely interested in it, but I also could see it going, because Pete Davidson wrote it himself, uh, co-wrote it, and that intrigues me, but I also worry that it will incorporate, even though he's from there, uh, I worry that so many of these characters are just gonna be total caricatures yeah and yeah. Uh, that's that's my primary concern but i'm i'm still uh I'm not willing to to write it off yet
1: uh yeah but i <laughs> to go back to uh, Scott and Julie's original point about uh dodging a bullet, it does seem like you could probably narrow down like a the ten day time period when this <laughs> yeah <grew up>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah um. And as impressive as the cast uh, is, it doesn't seem to have any of the Impractical Jokers, otherwise known as Staten Island's favorite sons.
2: <laughs> well, then what are we even doing here?
1: Yeah. Uh, so back to uh, home video, uh, June 16th, uh, Criterion, The Cameraman, The Cameraman. Mm. The Buster yeah, Keaton not, of, not one of Keaton's best, but a solid movie. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling through here. Uh, Does anybody else have anything on the sixteenth? Uh, uh, um, not
0: I. Not that I. Yeah, not that I can see.
1: Uh, okay, and so back to first run and the nineteenth. I don't know. Is there anything?
2: um there's a couple of things that look interesting there's a movie called baby teeth one okay. word um which stars eliza scanlan from sharp objects and little women as a terminally ill teenager who falls in love with a drug dealer played some festivals got you know decent reviews um i couldn't quite confirm this but i think there's a movie premiering on amazon prime called well i guess i don't know how you would say it but it's Oh yeah oh you got you got the scoop
1: no, but, I um, you know, uh, the other list that I was making before you sent me this, one, and I was like, oh, I'll just go off of Julia's list, had that on it, and now I can't remember what it was about, but it did sign. It's
2: about plane mm. hijacking, and it stars go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and that is all the information I oh, have.
1: he's making movies again.
2: He is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, good for, good for- him. <laughs>
2: There's also um, a movie with a great synopsis called Looks That Kill, which is about just, yeah, just a looking at that. teenage boy so attractive that people die if they look at him. Relatable. I know. So <laughs> I, um, I was like, okay, who do you cast for this? And I looked up the guy they cast, and it's Brandon Flynn from 13 Reasons Why. And I was like, I get it. I do. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still l- living. I'm looking it up now. I'm still living, having gazed upon his visage, but I get it. So...
1: Um, I did not watch 13 Reasons Why.
2: I didn't either, but I know this will mean something to some people, so I'm throwing it out there. Our young listenership? Our young listeners. But if not, yeah, hop on, hop on the Google. He's very attractive.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's 14 years old. He's, <laughs> he's
2: 26. He's 26. <laughs> I checked. It's fine.
1: You
0: know, in a, in a world where Timothy Chalamet is a heartthrob, I think looking young is not, uh, does not put people off.
2: He's twenty-six. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Yeah, Says so you. <laughs> so I think like we have gotten to the part where things are going to start really thinning out here, and the rest of this oh, yeah. episode is probably going to go pretty quickly. Yeah, um, this
2: is also where they haven't like. Committed. said said a firm no to theatrical like we're kind of all going playing by ear but i think it's like the studios have to pull these titles a lot earlier than the indies do so a lot of the indies are waiting to like really the last minute mm. to to reschedule well, they don't
3: have
1: a big print and advertising campaign exactly. to look out for.
2: so all of this going forward is like maybe theatrical but heavily asterisked yeah,
1: um, yeah. but uh, even the home video stuff is a little uh, getting f- but on the twenty third I mean we've called out like every shout selects release, so I might as well call out um Alan Parker's uh notoriously bad the road to Wellville, yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it it's yeah um it's not good, it's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> it is <laughs> astonishing
0: like there are there are movies that I've referred to as like miracles in the past that you're like, I don't know how on earth this thing came together that usually that that can be a good and exciting thing with road to wellville you just watch it agape uh, you know and just like what how did this happen how did so many people get involved in this thing and they just kept making it uh it's it it is really fascinating it's it, has just, its, it has does sound wild,
2: but it it's, has its defenders all of that is i mean a lot of this is true right like, yeah yeah so that's crazy to begin with and it has i but... mean it
1: has a really great like for 1994 like a really great of of 1994 Sure, <laughs> people um uh anthony hopkins bridget fonda john cusack matthew broderick dana carvey um this thing doesn't include laura Flynn boyle is in it i remember yeah. uh All very distinctly right. And it's, it is just a a lot of overacting. And I think everyone
0: was maybe excited to just do that. Um, Anthony Hopkins is clearly having a lot of fun. Um, If I recall correctly, it's been a long time Um, as is uh, Dana Carvey, but it's just like, yeah, you know what? It's entirely possible. I might like it more now if I saw it.
2: (laughs) Give it another go. We'll see.
0: I don't, it's not going to make a priority out of it, (laughs) but sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, What else is coming out? Um, The Ghost of Peter Sellers is... uh, I guess that's a first run. Um, Yeah. Again, a movie that's a couple years old, though, right?
2: Is it? I thought it was new. I remember even seeing trailers for it the last time I went to the cinema.
1: Let's see.
2: Maybe it played festivals or something.
1: Debuted at Venice 2018. So Uh
2: yeah. All right. Been kicking around, but...
0: I remember watching a Siskel and Ebert review of the Island of Dr. Moreau. And I remember Roger Ebert was saying, because Siskel kind of liked it. And Ebert just said, he goes, you know, we are all so fascinated with Marlon Brando. Um, (laughs) And I feel like that's kind of how Peter Sellers is as well. People like they, they, I think they mythologize him because he was so mysterious and elusive. Um, And obviously I still enjoy a lot of what he did uh, and yet, somehow, a documentary about him does not interest me one bit i, I don 't know though, why that is
2: if I remember correctly from the trailer it 's not just like a mythologizing documentary. It was like right. maybe somebody who knew him and was like, "Hey, maybe he was an asshole. What was his deal so
0: yeah looking at the looking at the the Synopsis. it definitely sounds like a a more interesting angle, but yeah, at the same time, I I know that there are some people who are, and I won't, I don't necessarily condemn this. We all have our, the the people that we respond to. uh, But I think there are probably some people like, oh my gosh, a documentary about Peter Sellers. That's so exciting. Um, But I could also see the documentary itself being vague and elusive.
3: Yeah. I mean, you kind of figure it's just going to fall in that usual, like modern documentary portal where it's just like, Graphics flying across the screen. Something we all. Peter was really on this year.
0: Yeah, it's you know, uh, but I, I, I guess I'll be open to it. But it is just one of those things. that Like i as a, as a subject, I've never found him particularly interesting. As I think he himself did not think he was particularly interesting. Um, maybe that's why he was uh, the way he was. But anyway, uh, I've, I'm again, I'm being very negative. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs>
1: Well, there's some things to be positive about on June 30th in the home video world. Uh, it's putting out Hair, which is a, a, a perfectly fun movie. But most importantly, Criterion is putting out the 1985 masterpiece Come and See, um, which I, again, like The Queen reviewed when it had its brief, uh, the new restoration had its brief theatrical run. Um, couldn't believe I've never seen it before. Um, it, uh, uh, it It feels so clear. Really, like a uh, uh, precursor to some of the lesser World War II movies we've seen um, since then, like 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 Son of Saul is clearly influenced by Come and See, but uh, Come and See is uh, um, uh, so uh, bleakly gorgeous, so stunningly choreographed, um, definitely worth uh, checking out on uh, Criterion Blu-ray.
3: I think it's no. already on the Criterion Channel too.
0: Okay.
1: Hmm.
2: And there's airplane now. Oh, right? Yes. Airplane.
0: This is a little bit less respectable, but on the long <laughs> list of movies that were clearly just rip offs of jaws. Yeah. Orca, the killer whale is, is one of the better ones. I okay. remember I, uh, I grew up watching it and because I loved jaws, I loved everything like jaws. Um, and then uh, I watched it with a friend of the show, Kyle Anderson, uh, a few years ago. And it was just gonna be like, a f- cause he'd never seen it and I hadn't seen it in years. And it's like, oh, this will be a fun thing. And we can laugh at it. Son of a bitch. If we weren't, if we didn't find ourselves kind of invested cause it stars Richard Harris uh, playing a character and, and everything is just so, the film takes itself surprisingly seriously in a way that at times is ridiculous, but at other times I'm there, I'm, I'm right there. and. Uh, of course it's it's not jaws how could it be uh and one thing that i find funny is uh in the early on in the film like there's a character that is like uh in danger of being attacked by a shark and then a killer whale comes along and kills the shark as if to say like aha you think sharks are bad watch out for orca (laughs) the killer whale and then um (laughs) and then in jaws 2 the first indication that there's another shark is there's a big dead killer whale uh, <laughs> on the beach. So I did it's not, know there was wow. this rivalry
1: going yeah, on. Oh, absolutely. Sniping at each other. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so back to first run of movies on July 3rd. Um, the Outpost is a new uh, Rod Lurie macho bullshit movie. Um. Yeah.
2: Weirdly, <laughs> though, based on a book by Jake Tapper. Oh. oh. It's a nonfiction book. It's a true story. It's about military stuff in Afghanistan. (laughs) Nailed it. Listen, I'm not going to, I don't know about it. It's military stuff, but I'm not going to pretend I understand. But it, you know, stars a bunch of handsome men doing military stuff.
0: It's got Caleb Landry Jones in it. Sure. Who, as you know, I uh, don't particularly like, except Florida Project. I think he's great in that. Yeah. But I imagine uh, here, I like like him in everything. Well, good for you i guess it's a good thing that we host the show together otherwise everyone be like oh i guess caleb landry jones is an asshole
1: Uh but thankfully you're here to correct me well speaking of good looking (laughs) casts (laughs) all right yeah july 3rd also might see the release of the truth uh hirakazu non-japanese debut which i think I i saw at afi fest Scott, you yeah, thought that it too? Yeah, uh,
3: definitely my favorite movie of this year so far, assuming it comes out this year. Uh, I absolutely adore it. Uh, uh, yeah. Really
1: hope it gets out in one form or another. Hmm. Catherine Deneuve, Julia Pinochet Ethan Hawke, and Ludovine um all appear in a really, uh, really good movie. Okay. So that was, what was that? That was July 3rd. Yeah. So uh sorry for being slow here. All right, July 7th. Uh I'm, I don't mean to start with the criterion every time. It's just kind of the way it's formatted on the yeah. com website, but uh The War of the Worlds 1953. Uh very cool um, movie. It's definitely uh, I d- did not expect it to be what it is. It's a yeah. it's a little bit um uh, a little bit bleak um than I uh, expected from a, a just I, I'm always, i always, I'm continually surprised by a lot of like 50s, like monster movies or in this case alien invasion, like these sci-fi B movies that have things like them or tarantula that actually have much more uh, uh, grace and much more going on than uh, I expected when I was, you know, ignorant of their charms.
3: Yeah, totally. And it's a beautiful movie too. It should look great on Blu-ray.
0: Spaced Invaders is also coming out. Do you think that's meant to be?
1: Like, do you think they did that on purpose? Oh, maybe. Maybe someone over at uh, Kino Lorber is trying to tie to the Criterion release dates. And I don't know anything about the
0: movie Proximity, but uh, looking at the cover there, yeah. What is
1: going on over here? Space. That's it. Yeah. Space stuff. I don't, know, I don't know what to go. To. We're getting really into thin soup in the in the first run uh, uh, category here. Um,
2: well, don't skate by on July seventh, random middle day of the week. There's inmate number one on VOD, which is a documentary about Danny Trejo, noted restaurateur Danny Trejo. Um, yeah. That's what I mean, we all know him for. Yeah. I mean, in L.A., kind of. But we recently rewatched Muppets Most Wanted. Highly recommend. And there's a great part with him where, like, they're, they're at a Siberian gulag, and Tina Fey plays the warden, and she's saying goodnight to all the prisoners. So she's like, goodnight, Boris. Goodnight, Max. Goodnight, Danny Trejo. And you realize yeah. he's just playing himself.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't really like that movie when I first saw it. But it has, it has grown on me We're as I think back on it.
2: Oh yeah, so um,
1: a
0: lot of good songs in there too.
1: Yeah, I would love it though if this documentary was most focused on his restaurant uh, <laughs> well, entrepreneurship. Exactly. Just like, like it gets life. all of the like prison and movie star stuff out of the way in like the first twenty minutes, and then it's about <laughs> yeah. him opening Trejo's Tacos and the and Trejo's Donuts. It'd and be like Wild, Wild Man Blues, uh,
0: that oh, documentary right. about Woody Allen's jazz career. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, there is one thing that is maybe coming out in theaters on July 10th, probably not coming to AMC theaters because it's a universal <laughs> movie. Uh, and that's the fifth purge movie, which I guess is called the forever purge. Yeah. Is that
2: official? Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I completely know. forgot. There was a fourth purge movie.
2: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do you have vivid memories of the first three though.
3: So, so the fourth, but the fourth one was called the first purge, right? The first purge.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's confusing. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess when you talk about the movies, you can't refer to the first one as the first purge. Yeah, You'd I never rough. thought about that.
2: It's Like, who's on first? What a mess. Yeah.
1: Who's purging first? Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the of the uh, other than with the exception of the first purge movie. Uh, I'm ex- I'm a fan of all the purge movies, including the first purge. Um, oh boy! Good God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to the forever purge and i will be like it's i i've as i've as i've gotten older i've become less and less interested in franchise filmmaking but there are certain franchises that i'll always turn out for john wick is one of them and i would be very sad if the forever purge doesn't make a theatrical because it would be the first purge movie that i didn't see in a theater um so uh i'm I, I hope I get the chance to see it uh, at some non non AMC theater um, to keep my streak going. Yeah, but uh, I guess I'm the only uh, so this purge is the head first streaming on the Podcast. Purge,
0: then
3: we've had the first purge movie, the first purge, <laughs> and the first streaming purge. Mm-hmm. And there is yeah.
1: there is a TV. Is it still running the, the TV show? I think the second season debuted, or is, I know it got renewed for second season. I can't remember if the second season has, has aired yet or not. Have you watched any of that? No, I, I I hear it's not bad. Okay. Uh, July fourteenth, um, in the uh, home video world, uh, Criterion's got uh, the Lady Eve and a Bruce Lee box set. Uh, which, for those of you who didn't heed my advice and suffered through nineteen eighties Bruce exploitation your touch of death, you might want to cleanse your palate by getting the uh, Bruce Lee Greatest Hits Criterion uh, set.
2: It's also Clueless on Blu-ray. Hell kind of yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And there's a, a film I have not seen uh, with a great title called Kiss the Blood Off My Hands.
3: Yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen
0: that either. It's like being a huge Burt Lancaster fan,
3: but I'm yeah. very eager to.
1: Uh, speaking of good titles, Never Give a Sucker and Even Break, the W.C. Fields mm. uh, movie is, is coming out. Um, oh i 've been you know what i 've been sticking to mostly um, classic movies coming out, but I do want to highlight this uh, movie starfish no one I literally know like one person who who saw it um, and it 's uh, on its surface it 's one of a million sort of uh, post apocalyptic uh, movies but it, it really has a um, point of view in terms of cinematically tone, aesthetically point of view, all of its own. Also, um, uh, an approach that I think is on its own in which it's the the, the crux is that this woman who uh, wakes up in a world that has ended and thinks she's the only person or maybe the only person left um, spends a good chunk of the movie pretty, pretty content with that. Like, <laughs> it, it, not until really like the the third act of the movie that she really starts to decide like maybe I should see if there's other people out there and see if I can do something about what's happened. It's mm-hmm. a lot of the movie is just her like sort of hanging out alone with uh at her friend's apartment with her friend's pet turtle. <laughs> um, uh it's a it's a really cool movie. Uh star um I'm I'm glad that it's that it's coming out on on Blu-ray cuz I hope more people get a chance to see it. Has a super cool cover, too. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, All right, so the 17th, I'll see all of you back at the theater for Tenet. Oh, man. Christopher Nolan insists.
2: Everyone is pinning all their hopes on this, and I think it's a bad idea.
3: (laughs) Christopher is going to march to the theater. Oh, my God. He's going to tell us where to sit. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have to watch it. (laughs) I am excited for this movie, is the shame of it.
2: Oh, yeah, it looks great. It has a great cast. It's Well, nobody knows what it's about, but there's like a boat. I don't know. It's going to be a good time, but I just like... It's going to suffer if they release it now. It's going to suffer. Or it
3: could just own the summer and, like, we everyone sees it when they can. It yeah. might just take months longer than usual.
2: Yeah. I want to see this movie, but I ain't dying for it. That's... Yeah, for where sure. I at. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But this is, like, everything is wrapped up in this movie. This is the make or break for this summer, theatrically. Like, mm. it's so much pressure for one movie.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, like... If you if you think about like if if everything starts to open of course nothing's gonna be it's not not everything is gonna be open at once, but like if if movie theaters really start opening, this is like in the next two months, then like this is honestly I think the way Christopher Nolan is, is sort of spinning it is the way it could wind up being just by default, which is like they're sticking with this release date, and this movie could be like the one that that flings the doors open and says, come on in. It's time, it's time to experience theaters again. And we're going to do it's that TSA with, TSA
2: security. With
0: this, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Like when you say like own the summer, like it, it definitely is poised to to do that. And I think people could wind up seeing it and then seeing it again. Right. Uh, you know, it just, it feels like it could be that kind of movie that, uh, is, Ah, I was about to be super negative again. I'm going to be positive and just say it could be great.
2: But I think there are. I have heard like rumors that like around Warner Brothers this week, like this week they're going to decide. Well, they're going to have
1: to just because of the ad campaign. Yeah. Mm.
2: So we'll see.
1: Um, well, maybe everyone at the tenant will go see the Painted Bird, uh, which oh, is brother. a movie that I definitely. Ha- I haven't watched yet. I have a screener. It's an IFC screener, um, which means I have to watch it on my laptop. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, just I, I just want Vimeo screeners. I don't want to like – I know Vimeo is not a sponsor or anything, but I want to be able to just watch it on my roof. But, yeah, a, so I've been putting it off because it's a nearly three-hour-long movie about the horrors of Nazi Germany, and I have to watch it on my laptop. So uh, I'll let you know once I, once I watch The Painted Bird. Um, uh, I was I'll talk looking... about the movie journal
0: i was looking at the uh the description of the film and it says in eastern europe at the bloody close of world war ii the boy is entrusted by his persecuted parents to an elderly uh, foster mother i misread that and i read entrusted as encrusted and i was like oh what is going like the film became just for a moment even more horrifying and crusted by his parents. Oh, no.
2: If you read the synopsis, it's honestly worse. There's like (laughs) pedophilia. There's bestiality. Like, it's wild. I've
3: I've heard that it's kind of overly miserableist. But I've not seen it for
1: myself. Also, you guys are really making me look forward to this (laughs) screener.
2: Interesting point of note, though, it's the first movie ever made in the inter-Slavic language, which is Hmm. a constructed language um designed so that the Slavic nations can communicate with each other but it's not something that people speak organically but oh. I guess the director didn't want to tie it overtly to any one Slavic country so he chose this language
1: it's Shatner movie that's in Esperanto
2: yes it's exactly <laughs> like
1: that do you know but do you know what I'm talking about I yeah. do
2: I do believe it or not
0: do you think? Okay. Again, yeah. Looking at just how horrendous this movie looks, do you think they they made the film like, and as they were making it, they cast Udo Kier, or do you think they <laughs> they had Udo Kier and said, "What movie it would be right?"
2: Matches his have- vibe. I was going to exactly. say they just started making
0: it;
1: he just naturally showed up.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was like the bat signal for yeah. him. <laughs> uh,
1: so the July twenty first on. Video Criterion is releasing uh, Marriage Story, but more importantly, they're releasing Taste of Cherry, the great yeah. uh, 1997 uh, Kiarostami uh, masterpiece. Which I still have not seen. You'd dig it the most. I think I would. Spartacus um, in 4K? Sure. Yeah. I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a UHD. Um, we just uh, ordered one. TV. Arriving tomorrow. Um that sounds great. Uh what's the what, what how how big out of curiosity?
3: Oh no, we have a UHD TV. We bought that a while ago. Oh, okay. Sorry. We bought a UHD player that's arriving tomorrow.
1: Okay. Okay. Um So yeah, uh, Taste the Cherry definitely a great movie. Uh apparently romola Garay directed a movie called Amulet? Yep. Okay. I'm just seeing this she's for the first time. I to know? She,
2: she's an actress. I she's don't. She's an actress. You don't know who she is. Like I don't know name a say. thing
1: she's been in. I can
2: picture her. I can't remember. Clearly, I am
3: not the only one who's in weird, trouble.
2: Weirdly, I think she was in a weird many years later Dirty Dancing sequel, but I can't confirm that. Well, wait, Havana Nights? Yeah. Now maybe? I can't
3: wait to see her directorial debut. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be very important.
2: Yeah.
0: So once again, I've, this is, okay, this is now what I'm doing. I, I've once again, in simply glancing at the synopsis, uh, I've misread something. All right, what do you got? Uh, a young male refugee, refugee pardon me, uh, traumatized by war is brought to a dilapidated house in order to care for a woman and her dying mother. I misread that as horse, <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, oh man, <laughs> it's brought to this, this this horse. It's just rotting in a field. It's like, look at this, pretty crazy, huh? It's like, oh man, as if war weren't bad enough. Here's this dilapidated horse. So
2: can you make so- like a Tumblr or something of your misread movie synopses? <laughs> I
0: it makes everything so much more interesting. It
2: does.
1: Okay, here's why I know Ramallah Garai. Okay. Because she had a heyday at the time, in like around 2004 when I worked at a video store and was just watching everything. Okay. So here's, she was in, well, 2000, 2002 to 2004. Nicholas Nickleby, I Capture the Castle, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, uh, Mira Nair's Vanity Fair, and Rory O'Shea was here. I saw all of those. Wait,
2: was she in Atonement?
1: Yes, yeah, she's also in Atonement.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Well, then I'm at least somewhat familiar with her.
2: She's like grown-up Sir Ronan, maybe? Uh,
1: okay. Uh, yeah, uh, she's Brioni, age 18, according to uh, IMDb.
2: There you go.
1: So, anyway, her movie's called Amulet. That's coming out on the 24th. Um, Imelda Staunton's in it. Let's all check it out. Uh,
2: also on the 24th is Mulan, maybe?
0: Maybe, yeah.
2: They had to move that from March, as previously discussed. But yeah. what's weird about this is they chose not to make it a musical. They chose to make it a realistic historical epic. Well, well realistic. Realistic, yeah. but like there's no talking dragons. Like they made it as realistic as it can be. And that is a choice. And I don't know if it was the right choice because like pe- when people talk about Mulan and why they like it, they talk about the songs, they talk about the dragon sidekick. Like they talk about the things they took out it's not like all of these people are scholars of Asian military history. That is not why they like the original Mulan. So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Those are the things Great. I don't Yeah, like. I don't know. I mean those are the things I don't like about the original Mulan and so like when I saw the trailer for this, it's just like, okay, like to me, if you're going to do this Disney thing, then just do then do something different with it you know as opposed to lion king and the film looks beautiful and it looks like a really a a really nice epic serious tale um i like nikki caro as as a director it does feel like since we're trying to embrace points of view it does feel like uh, can you imagine what Zhang Yimou could have done with something like this, but Nikki Caro is still pretty good. Um, uh, you know what? She's going to be okay, I think. Um, so I'm I'm actually... I wouldn't say I'm excited for it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it because I consider the music in Mulan to be subpar, and I do not care for the obvious genie uh, knockoff of that right. dragon. So, yeah. um I
2: mean, it could be good. I'm just thinking it's a strange way, like they're making these movies to capitalize on their their IP. And it seems like a strange way to exploit nostalgia and capitalize on their IP
0: yeah this if they're making it with me in mind like well people like this guy they didn't like that stuff they're doing
1: this all wrong
2: because i don't Um, know if it'll bring out the fans but i don't know if it'll bring out the not fans
1: yeah yeah. it'll bring out the nikki caro fans
2: well that's which is me the caro hive will assemble
1: i got my i got my mcfarland usa on the poster on the wall (laughs) right here um uh, also also the 24th the rental uh which is uh, uh directed by Dave Franco. Hmm.
3: Uh yeah, it fails the key test though. It's it's an indie movie made in a big house. Uh worst genre ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every indie I it should heard some more
3: examples. Uh the invitation, uh the one I hey. love. Um What? Oh yeah, sure. Ther- no, Thoroughbreds is okay. That's not that good a house, too.
2: Okay, so it has to be an amazing. The better house. the
3: house, the worse the movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So many of those movies. So watch in out for the rentals. years. We're all clearly all
1: they have is the house.
3: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. what was that movie with uh, Jason Schwartzman where he has a huge fake penis?
1: Oh, oh the- God, the overnight. The yeah, overnight. that was a that was a bad movie. Great house, though. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> so when you see a nice um, house in an indie movie, you're just like shit. Yeah. Bad scene.
1: It's a and, shame but also, right? uh, what's his name in the overnight? A little weird, like, coincidence. Uh, what's his name from fucking Parks and Recreation? Oh, Adam, Scott. Uh. Adam Scott. Adam Scott also has a prosthetic, like, a fake penis right. in the overnight. It's a small one. But the point is, he was also on that short-lived HBO show, Tell Me You Love Me, in which he had a prosthetic penis on that, too. I, Adam Scott is, like... Terribly ashamed. He's carved out a niche.
0: <laughs> he's like uh, he's like Orson Welles with his nose. David, it's like, are I, you like yeah.
2: tracking this? Like, why do you know so much about this subject?
1: <laughs> I think it's just two things with Adam Scott that I happen to have seen. Okay. That he has a, a prosthetic penis in. Well, and in that in that um, what do you call it? That like Zoom reunion
0: for Parks and Rec. It's weird how they incorporated <laughs> the prosthetic <laughs> penis into
1: it. <laughs> Uh, July 28th on home video, uh, the tenant is being put out by shout shout factory. Yeah. Not, not tenant. Do you think they're trying to, they're trying to, (laughs) it's like an asylum (laughs) pictures thing. They're trying to confuse people who are like, they're at the, their best buy or whatever. They're like, Oh, I thought this was, I thought this was in theaters right now. I'm just going to buy it.
2: I actually got an email from the CEO of the company I work for in which I, found out he does not know the difference between those words. So hmm. he said there's a sentence about the tenants of our organization, the huh. fundamental tenants of our oh. organization. And I felt real superior. So.
1: Well, I guess he thinks that for all intensive purposes, they're the same word. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Where are we? Um, I don't know what I, we're real thin here in uh theatrical releases well don't Um,
2: don't bypass sponge on the run the new spongebob squarepants movie and the first fully cg one the fully
1: cg one is i wouldn't dream of it huh wait what
3: the fully cg part is what makes me nervous it's like uh just yeah yeah
2: They've they've also delayed this one like five times, which is weird. It it's Keanu Reeves in it, though. It does, and it's on August seventh. So. Well, that's something. Yeah, Kiana's everywhere.
3: Has Snoop Dogg as himself.
2: Does he? I we'll see. We'll see how they do that. I was going to say, is he underwater? Who knows?
1: Man, there's I'm, August. As far as home video, does not have anything really sticking out to me. That's 20,
3: yeah, a lot of places uh, probably haven't announced yet.
1: Uh yeah, um and then as far as Okay, so you've got on August 14th, uh Sound of Metal, a movie that I did catch at TIFF. Um uh quite good. Uh Riz Ahmed plays a drummer in a heavy metal band who uh loses his hearing. Um, and that's uh, a
2: a debut film from the director, right? Or no? It,
1: yes his name uh Darius murder he wrote the place beyond the pines that's kind of what he's best known for <laughs> but this is this is his first uh time as a as a director um and yeah I, I saw this at tiff it's 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 quite good definitely worth worth your time you've also got Olivia cook I- in it um and uh uh briefly Matt avic um an actor that I like yeah yeah for sure and hey, old name wanna... that I like to say
2: briefly jump back to august 11th because coming oh, to vd is a documentary called big fur which is about the world taxidermy championships oh, oh cool
1: that sounds <laughs> so back close to your boat
2: putting it out there <laughs> um, it was too weird not to include basically
0: uh looking on on blu-ray there's actually a film i have not seen but i it definitely has it's defenders, which is a uh, shout factory or more likely scream factory is putting out tales from the dark side. And I know there are people that really love it.
1: Yeah. I've never seen that either. Um, Wonder woman 1984 is uh,
2: so stoked. Nice. I hope it happens, but I also don't want to die for it. So we'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: very much looking forward to it. That trailer did not do anything for me. I know that's just a trailer, but like, I don't know. It just, Trailers
2: are lies though. It worked yeah. for me. At
0: least as far as I recall.
2: Yeah. Also, I have no idea what convoluted plot device they've invented to bring back Chris Pine, but I'm not yeah. mad about it. Yeah, honestly. that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um Oh, Jack Houston's in it. Wait. Um, really? No. It's- I accidentally knocked my thing down. Jack Houston's an Antebellum. I was oh, okay. sorry. I must've hit the down. I had, antebellum is the next the list. I must've hit the down arrow by accident. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um,
2: also on the, on August 14th, maybe is the one and only Ivan, which is like a CG live action hybrid about talking animals, I guess. Oh, Great. Right. Um, It has a good cast, but it's like, it's like a C it's based on like an acclaimed children's book. And it's supposed to be like serious. It has a good cast. Brooklyn Prince is in it. Angelina Jolie. All the animals just kill each other. All the animals kill each other.
0: Is that actually true? Oh no, I guess it wouldn't be, would it?
2: (laughs) No, it Uh, would not. How do you think it gets
0: to be the one and only
1: Ivan though? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Highlander. Um, and then uh I guess we can end with August twenty first. I mentioned antebellum, I don't know much about uh, about it. Um yeah,
2: that was about that was supposed to come out in April and they moved okay. it. It has Janelle Monet and it's like trippy and weird. It looks pretty cool, I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. I think it's vaguely something like she gets transported back in time to the antebellum south. Is that the no? There's okay. definitely
3: some like modern and periods intersection of some
1: kind. Yes. Um well, you yeah, like, I mean, this is, and it also has Jenna Malone, uh, in addition, of course, to Janelle one but August 21st is a, a weekend. I hope that I do get to go to the movies and that the movies, uh, that are coming out or are, are coming out because Bill and Ted face the music, uh, uh, a movie that I've been looking to for looking forward to for most of my life, literally, uh, uh is, is supposed to come out and also been a movie that I,
2: it that long?
1: Uh, no, I'm just saying I've been a Bill and Ted fan. Uh, um, but it has been, I mean, they have been teasing it a while. I mean, Ken Reeves and Alex Winter have both talked about wanting to do a third one for, yeah, for a long time. Um,
2: they both seem like lovely people and I want them to do whatever they want.
1: Yeah. And Alex Winter's from St. Louis, Missouri. Most importantly. Can't not mention that. Uh, and then a movie I've been looking forward to since January when I didn't get a chance to see it at Sundance. That's uh, Michael Almereta's Tesla, uh, in which uh, Ethan Hawke plays Nikola Tesla. Uh, I like Michael Almereta's movies a lot. I like Ethan Hawke a lot. And yeah. uh, I feel like this uh, can't go wrong for me. Was you this, also got, um, uh, was this a
2: spinoff of the current war? Because Tesla was so popular, they gave him a spinoff movie? Is that... Is that what happened
1: or no? Uh, um, I didn't see The Current War. No, I didn't.
2: Nobody did, but I just know Tesla's in it. And then it got
1: like a director's cut or something It was a whole
2: thing. It was a whole thing.
0: Is it a situation where like, do you know if the director's cut is seen as a a better film and like the studio just butchered it or something like that? Not really. I think it is supposed to be marginally
3: better, but that's not saying much. I mean, it really got wiped out when uh, it was a wine wine right Right. before yeah uh harvey went down and so like there's no hope of it ever coming out and it was cut to shit and nobody liked it in the first place
1: yeah yeah i mean i think i wonder if the director's cut was just like this movie has a bad reputation like there's bad buzz around it right let's recut it and call the director's cut so that people who have heard that it's bad already yeah sure well, at least think it's something new. Um, yeah. But when I talk about the current war, we're talking about <laughs> Tesla.
2: I make everything about the current war. <laughs> uh,
1: in addition to Ethan Hawke, you've got uh, Kyle McLaughlin and Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Sure. James Urbaniak. Yeah.
0: Lucy. Wait. Lucy Walters? I'm thinking of Jessica Walters. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Josh, so, uh, Josh that's... Hamilton? I like him. Yeah. Uh, from eighth grade, yeah,
2: yeah, hot dad from eighth grade,
1: yeah uh, yeah, um yeah, so that's a great place to wrap up our our preview. I hope we actually get to see uh some of these movies That'd be cool. uh, this summer,
2: well, some of them are on v o d so we'll definitely see them, yeah, but beyond yeah. that, who knows
1: all right. Well, you can uh, find, uh, you'll be able to find reviews of some of the movies, uh, The Painted Bird, assuming I I get to it, Um, I have a screener for uh, The Fast of Night, Uh, that that, uh, review will be up. Uh, Also, we didn't talk about Diana Kennedy, Nothing Fancy, which is a documentary about uh, cookbook author diana kennedy that review will be up all that'll be up at battleship dot uh you can email us at david at dot or tyler at dot you can follow me david on t- on twitter at david you can follow tyler at tyler pretension tyler do you have anything to plug uh no scott and julie do you have anything to plug uh not really on my
3: end just criterion cast stuff twitter stuff been posting more on letterbox because i've been watching a ton of movies uh so that's fun
1: it's crazy how few movies I've been watching under lockdown. I would have thought I'd be watching more. Go ahead. Sorry, Julie, I cut you off.
2: I have this bitch and cake recipe. If you want to, like, put that in the show notes or something. I didn't, like, invent it. I just found it, and it's real good.
1: So. You know what? Email it to me.
2: <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: um, well, thank you guys so much for, for being here.
2: Yeah, yeah thanks for, for sure. having us. Uh,
1: and uh, I hope I see you in some of these movies. That'd yeah. be great. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.